Good afternoon. I'm your host, Jimmy Kim, and you're watching the greatest show on the planet, The Jimmy Kim Show. To the audience out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Today, today on this Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, I have the special privilege of interviewing Sergeant Major James Cabarrus. He is the Recruiting Station Houston Senior Enlisted, Enlisted Advisor. And Sergeant Major is actually the highest enlisted rank uh, in the Marine Corps. And today he's going to share with you his incredible story that he's been through to get to where he's at now, as well as his wisdom for success. And we'll discuss many other interesting topics. So uh, Sergeant Major Cabarrus, take the mic. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, Jimmy, first and foremost, man, thank you for uh, having me on today and uh, giving me this opportunity uh, to be on your show. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to sharing with all the viewers and listeners out there. Uh, I'm excited. You know, today's a special day. Uh, MLK Day is definitely, uh, you know, notable. Something that we set aside today to recognize the, the accomplishments and the dreams of uh, one man. So looking forward to it, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get started with, since it is uh, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, what, let's talk about first what that, how, how does that, what kind of meaning does that have to you in your life, Martin Luther King Day? And then okay. I'll share with you mine as well. Gotcha. Uh, for me, you know, when, when I think of Martin Luther King, um, I, I see a man uh, who was all about uh, the fair and, and equitable treatment uh, of all persons, regardless of their race, their color, uh, their gender. Um, so to, to know and understand that someone had a dream so big, regardless of what was going on uh, in America, you know, during that time, he was able to think bigger and broader and uh, look outside of that. And so as I drive around the great city of Houston and, and serve in the Marine Corps, you know, it, it feels good to see uh, facets and pieces of his dream uh, come to fruition. Uh, Absolutely. You know, so that, that, that's what it means to me. Yeah, and you had the opportunity to advance to where you are in the military because of some of the, his actions. Because, because even the actions. military, it used to be segregated. Oh, right, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it used to be segregated. Uh, there was a Man. point in time where uh, black Marines would, would serve at uh, go to recruit training uh, at Moffett Point uh, up in North Carolina. Uh, so to to go from that back in those days to, to where we are now, um, I think that Dr. King's dream uh, is still living on and we're, we're making strides towards becoming uh, the, the nation that he wants us to be. That yes. he wants us to be. So you're saying that they used to separate uh, black and white Marines for training as well? Yep. yep. Okay. We so it's completely segregated. Completely segregated. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't aware of that. And that was only a few decades ago, yeah, it, essentially. It wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, definitely some uh, some some strides made there. Right. And now everything is pretty much based on merit and performance and your ability to execute. All performance to, based. To rise up. That's it. Right? You, you I like that. Or you don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Major Cabarrus, I love that. I love that because, yeah, they, they don't look at your skin color. Yeah. They yeah. don't. You perform, you get promoted. If not, that's too bad. That's the way it yeah. should be, right? Yeah. 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 And essentially, even the outside world, it's like that, like mm -hmm. in business. Yeah. The, the the person that performs the best will win and Absolutely. the person that doesn't they're not going to win yeah bring your a game every single day yeah <laughs> the all right next topic uh james let's go ahead and talk about give us a general overview of your background okay. and then afterwards we're going to more specifics at certain uh topics as well okay okay so a general like background of like where you're from and so originally from uh, columbus georgia uh joined the marine corps in uh, july of 2000 and I shipped off to recruit training at a Marine Corps Depot, Paris Island. Uh, spent three months down there uh, being trained as a basically trained Marine. 
And uh, when joining, I chose the, uh, the MOS, which is, uh, you know, military occupational specialty. I worked for job, essentially. Um, I wanted to be in the infantry. I wanted to be an infantryman. Um, I, I chose that path because uh, I've always enjoyed the outdoors, uh, being outside, and uh, I am uh, someone that loves a challenge. And I felt like that would challenge me physically, uh, mentally, mental, you know, yeah. the, the, entire, the entire gamut. So uh, that's what I did. My first unit was in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Uh, with uh, 1st Battalion, 2nd Marines. So I spent three years up there, did a deployment to Okinawa, and uh, then also deployed to Iraq with 1-2, uh, is what we called it. Um, so from there, I went down to uh, Paris Island, became a marksmanship instructor, uh, which is where now uh, the young Marines that were coming to recruit training, going to boot camp, uh, I would teach them the fundamentals of marksmanship. Uh, after that, I scooted over to the, to the uh, beautiful tropic scenes of uh, Hawaii, Oh, nice. Uh, with uh, 1st Battalion, 3rd Marines back in the infantry. Uh, did two more deployments to Iraq uh, with those guys. Uh, then it was recruiting duty. Um, I went back home to uh, Georgia, uh, Columbus, Georgia. Became a canvassing recruiter. Uh, did some time as a, a station boss, uh, which is what we call a staff NCOIC. It's the person that's in charge of a station. Uh, then it was back to North Carolina for some more time in the infantry. And uh, ha had a lot of different experiences uh, in the Marine Corps. Had the chance to serve with a lot of great people and a lot of great leaders, uh, and uh, they, they pretty much made me who I am today. And I've always been surrounded by a great team. Right, and that's very important. That's that's hugely important. If I had to attribute uh, any success that I've obtained in the Marine Corps, uh, it wouldn't be based on just my merits alone. You know, it would be the fact that I've been surrounded by great people. I've had great mentors who's impart who've uh, imparted wisdom into me, uh, and then in turn, you know, tried to pass that on throughout my career. Right. And they they're on their A game twenty four seven. Always, There's no other Always. no other option. No right? other option. Hey, Marines, we, we we wake up and we bring it every single day. Yeah, it's the only way to be. Very nice. So, yeah, and you were a veteran of the Iraq War, is that correct? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, and you were on the front lines. I was. Yeah, yeah. combat. Yeah, yeah. front lines in combat. Uh, all three times that I went. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you feel comfortable sharing with us, are there? First, actually, let's go with some of the best moments, highlights of all that that you said. I know it's a tremendous amount, probably for each <laughs> yeah. uh, each segment there. But uh, I know we're not going to be able to talk about everything on, on on a one hour show. But if you can first, let's talk about some of your best moments in the Marine Corps, and then after some of the difficult moments that you had to deal with. Okay, I would say you know, and it's significant that my best moment um, was actually around this time, thirteen years ago. Uh, today, my youngest son, uh, my oldest son, James, actually turns 13 years old. So, uh, it's oh, congratulations! Today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank How you. many sons? Uh, two sons, James two and sons. Josiah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, my best moment was my last deployment to Iraq with First Battalion, Third Marines. Um, when I was in Iraq, James was actually born while I was over there uh, serving. And so, when I got back, he was two months old, and I can remember like it was yesterday. You know, I hadn't been there in six months uh, on this deployment. I get home. Now, when I left home, my wife was pregnant. And up to this point, I wasn't a dad. I didn't have, uh, have any children. And so I get off the plane, and I'm walking down those long steps, and I look out, and I immediately can see my wife. And so I'm kind of walking over, and I'm looking, and I'm like, man, like, that's a, a small human in her hands. And so I walk over, and I grab my son for the first time. And, uh, you know, I was expecting just this moment of joy and i don't know why he was a baby right he was two months old i'm thinking he would be laughing dad said no he screamed his head off like who is this strange man holding me he's screaming and crying uh but i, I remember that because of the joy i felt uh, right. after that deployment being able to hold my son 
uh, for the first time. And, you know, he's the one that made me a dad. So of all 21 years, I would say that was probably the most uh, enjoyable moment uh, that I remember. Uh, right, because you probably had some moments where you didn't know if you were going to yeah, make absolutely. it back. And, yeah, absolutely. And, then, and that, you were on, on that, the front lines. Yes, sir. Yeah. On that deployment in particular, you know, there were some, uh, some close calls. Um, uh, we, we, we had some KIAs, uh, some people that, some Marines that were killed in action. Uh, and just the, the uncertainty of combat, uh, you, you just never know how things are going to turn out. You know, you, you train and you prepare and you hope for the best. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you just don't know the, uh, the fear of the unknown, I guess it is. Uh, so to be able to come back and see and meet my son, uh, that was probably uh, one of the best times of my life. Right. And I'm glad you made it back here. Yeah. And now we get to have this conversation, share your story as well as wisdom for mm -hmm you know, provide mentorship to the audience that's listening in yes, on sir. how they can be successful if they would like to pursue a career in the military or the Marines specifically. Yep. Now, do you want to tell us about if you feel comfortable, some a difficult moment you had and how you overcame that throughout that, that course of your long career? So de definitely different, uh, you know, a lot of difficult moments uh, in, right. in the Marine Corps, whether we're talking about uh, combat or, or training or, or even boot camp, even, <laughs> even boot camp. Um, one in particular, I remember we were, we were in Iraq and there was a sandstorm going on. And I mean, this sandstorm uh, kind of halted us in place. It was so bad. Uh, you could barely see your hand in front of your face. It was so bad outside. And where was this? Uh, this was in Iraq. Oh. Um, around the city of uh, Nazaria. I've um, never been in a sandstorm, but yeah. it's that bad? You it, can't even it, see like... It, it is that bad. Like, oh hand in goodness. front of your face, you can barely see. So it locks up all the weapons, too. Yeah, you, you got to keep your weapon clean oh. um, because yeah. it, it'll easily jam up. Right. And it was bad. It was, it was to the point where uh, we were told to kind of halt in place. We could not continue to convoy uh, towards the next city. The sandstorm was so bad. And we didn't have the ability to have air on station. So any of our helicopters uh, that would perform a CASAVAC, which is basically uh, coming in and picking up injured Marines and, and soldiers and taking them out. Uh, so we were kind of halted in place. And I mean, it was just the worst of times, you know, like people are trying to shoot at people are trying to kill you all day. You're getting shot wow. at. And now they're sandstorm. Oh, my goodness. But what I, re what I really remember about this situation is just the humor of how Marines dealt with it. So we're all sitting there, and I think it was my buddy Menix, I can't remember who exactly it was, um, but he started to, to laugh, kind of chuckle a little bit. And everybody's looking over like, man, what is it's so crazy. funny right now? Yeah. Like, there is nothing funny about this situation. But his laughter did something to the rest of the guys on the team. Uh, everybody started laughing. And before we know it, we all just kind of laughing hysterically uh, at probably one of the worst moments of your life uh, of our lives and it's like yeah. that humor was enlightening um, it was it was decompressing uh, for everyone that was there uh, during that time uh, and that, that's something that I'll never forget that through all of that adversity that tribulation those trials that we were going through at the time uh, Marines were still able to find a way uh, to put a smile on their face and eventually the sandstorm passed and we continue to do God's work yeah, right. That, that that story reminds me of something I would hear like that happened in Stalingrad. Okay. Except they were dealing with the winter. Yes. The winter yeah. cold. Mm -hmm. But you're dealing with the sandstorm. Yes. Yeah, that's yep. Yeah, that's wow, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, because no I know it could be difficult for you to go backwards because it was probably so much uh, mm -hmm. difficulty there for you and your team there while you were there. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for sharing that. <clears throat> Next, so what was originally the reason you decided to join the Marine Corps when you were you said you were 18? I was 18 years yeah. old. That's like a kid, right? Yeah, yeah, Nowadays. right. Just a little baby. Seeing like that yesterday. is a baby, yeah. Uh -huh. I remember when I was 18. <laughs> so I had knew that I would always want um, 
a career in the military. You know, I, I was the kid that would uh, run around the house with GI Joes and, and I wanted to be Rambo mm, toy like guns. every year for Halloween, toy guns. Uh, so I knew it would always be some branch of the military, um, right. but I wasn't sure which one. And so the recruiters came to my school, uh, like always. Um, we had the Army come, the Navy, all branches would come. And up until this point, I had never met a Marine in person. I heard about them, but not a whole lot. Um, where I'm from in Columbus, Georgia, excuse me, is, a, is an Army town. And so with predominantly Army guys, like that's what I saw. I was like, ah, I'll join the Army, uh, go be a Ranger, hit their infantry program, see what's, see what's going on. Um, but I saw a Marine Corps recruiter one day in a uniform, exactly what I'm wearing right now, in a school. And it's really nice. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jimmy. And I walked past this recruiter, and the recruiter, uh, he said, good morning to me. And I looked at the recruiter, and I said, I'm not interested. He said, I didn't offer you anything. I just said, good morning. I'm like, huh, I'm still not interested. Uh, and then he said, well, you probably couldn't make it anyway. And being <laughs> an arrogant little 18-year-old, you know, I kind of looked at him, and I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with that guy? Do you, I'm James Cabarrus. Like, I absolutely can make it. So he's like, well, I'll tell you what, James, why don't you come to uh, one of our PT sessions? And I was like, say less, I'm there. And so he invited me that Saturday to PT. And I came and it felt like I got my heart popped. I mean, I it was yeah. push-ups and flutter <laughs> kicks and running and jumping, a bunch of screaming. And I absolutely fell in love with that challenge. And I felt like, man, this, this is gonna challenge me physically. It's going to challenge me mentally, right. and, and I believe that challenges bring out the uh, the best in us. So it's like I was sold from that day on. Hmm. Were you already in? Did you play sports in high school? Were you already in good shape? I did. So I, I think I was okay. In, that's I was what, in that that shape. helped you a lot. Because if you were not, yeah, yeah, you're probably been scared off. Nope, no thanks. Yeah, yeah. And it reminded me a lot of sports. So the Marine Corps, right? right? Yeah, it's yeah, a good with, transition with the challenge. Yeah. Uh, overcome adversity, teamwork, cohesion. Um, all those things that we fall in love with on any, any sports team, yeah, I found that in the Marine Corps. Yeah. So it's like I was able to keep living that 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 life of life of an athlete. So right. except in the Marines, you get to shoot guns. Right? Yeah, sports you don't do shoot. that. You, yeah, yeah. you throw a ball. Well, yeah, that's it, right? So <laughs> sports. Hey, the fourth quarter ends. The game is over. Right. In the Marine Corps, the game is continuous. Oh, forever. Yeah. 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 What's it? Once a Marine, always a Marine. Always right? a Marine. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so you were in what? Football, basketball. Um, I played football in high school, okay. and uh, I ran track. Okay, so you did quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah, you were in very good shape because yep. the average, uh, a student that wasn't that that didn't do those activities, they would have a hard time in they military would. PT. They, they, they would have a hard time in military yeah. PT yeah. in any um, branch. Yeah. Any, any branch, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And Marine's the hardest one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you have of the course. Hard, hardest uh, PT <laughs> test. <laughs> so for somebody that would consider to the audience, somebody that would consider joining mm -hmm. the Marines or. Uh, Specifically, yeah, Marines. What does a path look like to get to Sergeant Major if they want to pursue something like that, like straight out of high school? Straight out of high school, the, the yeah. path to uh, Sergeant Major. I would say um, certain characteristics, right? One, you just need to come hungry. Uh, if you come hungry, we're going to train you to do everything else. Uh, we, are, we are absolute the best in the business at taking average people and turning them into extraordinary humans. And it comes through just, you know, basic fundamentals and, and, and principles uh, that we pride ourselves on as Marines. Uh, we hold ourselves accountable. We're punctual. Uh, we believe in honor. We believe in integrity. Uh, you know, all that kind of goes into the, uh, the, the recipe of, uh, of, of making a Marine. So all a person needs to bring really the heart. is the That's heart. That's what it sounds like. The, the heart. Yeah. If they come with the heart, yeah. we can train them on everything else. That's all they need. They need heart. 
And you take care of it from there? We'll take care of yeah. it from there. Okay, very nice. And it is the best Marine Corps in the world, right? Is that Absolutely. correct? Absolutely. Yeah, strongest. Absolutely. The strongest. Yeah. All right, so I know you have a lot of ribbons and decorations there, James, but if you want to say a one that has the most significance to you personally, which one would that be? We don't have to go over uh, all of them because you, you got a lot there. <laughs> one that means the most to you. The most yeah. to me? Yeah. You know, I've been asked this question before, and most people would think that it's the, the combat decorations and, and, and the, the, the deployments. Right. But it's actually not. So one of them is for um, outstanding volunteer service. Uh, I'm a huge advocate for volunteerism. Um, I, I believe that you know the world truly is a better place uh, when we give of give of ourselves, our time, our energy, and we give that to others. So I would say my my greatest accomplishment is actually really uh, while being a Marine, uh, being able to offer my service and my talents uh, volunteering. Because when we do that, you know, I'm able to help somebody else. Uh, and, and pull them up in life. And I think that that should be a goal that we all strive for, uh, to not get so far ahead or climb the ladder so high uh, that we forget those behind us. Uh, the ability to look back and bring others with you um, can be accomplished through through volunteer work. So, Right, very interesting, yeah. So you, that would be volunteer work uh, out in the community, is that out correct? Out in the community, yeah. Okay. Because when yeah, we think you've about, been everywhere, yeah, so. Yeah, been everywhere. When we, when we think about, and I mean, the Marine Corps, like even in even in combat, right? Most people would think that combat is only what you see on TV, running and gunning and violence. And while that's certainly a part of it, uh, I also remember uh, helping to uh, to build schools um, in Iraq to help restore communities, and then uh, doing that's the part same, of your duty. Part of our duty, okay. you know, right? Yeah, so kind of full service, and then doing the same back here in our, in hometown USA. You know, uh, just volunteering, whether it's coaching youth sports. Uh, painting a school, helping out in the hospital. Um, I believe that's the true essence and the character of um, who Marines are. We, we have a saying where we say we want to be a warrior and a gentleman. And I think that's the overall goal. To When it's time to be a warrior, be a warrior and do it well. And when it's time to be a gentleman, be a gentleman and do it well. Yeah, I like that too. I feel like society would be a lot better if people abided by those two yep. things. Okay, we already went over, and I was going to discuss with you uh, a war story that you feel comfortable sharing with. Mm -hmm. I know you, you had told us about one that was the most difficult one, but is there something you would like to share there that you feel comfortable with talking about? Yeah. Um, I remember one in particular, we were going through, uh, we was, it was during the invasion, and uh, we were going in through Iraq? A, in Iraq. Okay. Uh, it was 2003, um, a city called Nazaria, and we were taking machine gun fire uh, from this big blue building and it was like no other building on this block was blue But for whatever reason this building was painted uh, bright blue uh, And I remember us being kind of pinned down uh, my squad and my company at the time and I mean this this they had machine guns Seemed like coming out of every single window. Oh my goodness. Uh, and kind of put up and put us in a uh, suppressed position right. and um, so we had to call upon our machine gunners um, they came up they laid down some uh, suppressive fire which uh, for those not familiar with the military, is basically our machine gunners came up and started firing back at the building. Uh, we ended up gaining fire superiority, uh, meaning we deliver um, an overwhelming amount of fire, and that allowed us to uh, advance from the building and, and then neutralize the threat uh, with inside the building. Uh, so that's, that's something you know, that I'll never forget because of the experience, the moment, and just that, that big blue building 
uh, kind of stuck out to me. Right. So there are pretty much bullets flying everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, left can, and right. You yeah. can hear them whizzing. It's so like right past your face, probably. Yep. Too. Wow. That's yeah. That's incredible. Well, glad you made it out of that too. Amen. And it, your comrades made it out too yep. as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Now let's go to local. So what is the current state of the Houston Marine Corps in general, and then the the recruiting station, and how is that set up? Okay. So I'll start off by saying that recruiting station Houston. Um, uh, for last year, uh, we go by fiscal years in the Marine Corps, uh, was the number one recruiting station uh, in the Marine Corps. Um, yeah. In the whole country? The, the whole country. Wow, you, uh, I got to give you a handshake <laughs> for that. It's not, it's not me, though. Wow. It's not me. Well, I'm uh, sure there's, you're contributing. We, yeah. we, we have uh, the most talented and hardest working Marines uh, that I've ever come in contact with. And recruiters work hard day in and day out, uh, and uh, they are relentless. Seven days, approach, seven yeah. days a week, um, because they're not just trying to find anybody. Um, you know, it, it's a selective process. We're looking for a certain type of uh, young man and young woman uh, to come to come and join us. Right. So, uh, yeah, with that, we, we, we finished number one uh, last year and we, we're looking to, you know, Super Bowl champs. Re repeat the same again this year. I hope y'all do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hometown. Hometown oh, yeah, heroes. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> so the way it's comprised and the way the organizational kind of flow chart works is we have a main um, kind of a main hub downtown, uh, which is the RS headquarters. Uh, in that hub, we have our career recruiters, uh, which we call 8412s. That's their MOS. Um, their job is to be recruiters for the rest of their career. Uh, we have my commanding officer, Major Boston, yes. uh, myself, and then a, a, a team of really proficient support Marines. And we support the RSSs, recruiting substations. And Houston is the largest recruiting station in the Marine Corps. Uh, we have 15 recruiting substations uh, in and around the greater Houston area. And it, we're everywhere. We're in Pearland, we're in Beaumont, Conroe, Spring, Willowbrook. Um, all the good spots, you got all, it. All the good spots. <laughs> <laughs> it's sprouting up like yeah, McDonald's right. yeah, like on real? every block. <laughs> <laughs> so their job is to go out and find talent. That's their job. And they're looking at community colleges. They're looking in high schools. They're looking in job fairs. And we assess uh, the mental aptitude uh, using the ASVAP test. We assess their physical abilities um, uh, with the physical fitness test. And uh, if they meet the qualifications, we give them the opportunity uh, to join. Right. They have to have the combination. Yep. Got to have the yeah, combination. The mental and the physical. The mental yeah. and, and the physical. And if they lack one, it's going to be very difficult, right? It's going to be very difficult. Now, yeah. we have a program um, called the Depth Delayed Entry Program. And what we do is, let's say they join and they go downtown, they swear in, do their oath of enlistment. Um, if they aren't where they need to be physically, uh, we do work with them. So we like to really um, recruit them in high school. So now we have their entire senior year uh, to work with them, get them get physically ready, get them in shape, get them mentally ready. And then post high school graduation, now we send them to uh, Marine Corps Recruit Depot San Diego uh, for recruit training. Um, and the whole goal there is to make training day one ready recruits. So when they go there, uh, they're kind of already familiar with what the Marine Corps is and, and culture. Some of our physical, yeah, yeah. The, the culture. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's very good. I wasn't aware that y'all were doing that. Mm -hmm. Do you have any involvement with uh, local Marine Corps ROTC? So for the audience that doesn't know what that is, it's Reserve Officer Training Corps. Mm -hmm. so, and they have it in high schools around the greater Houston area and obviously college. Do you all do, are you all active with those groups too? I figure you are. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we, we have a great working relationship um, with all branches, um, Marine Corps ROTC, Navy ROTC, oh, okay. Army ROTC. Right. And we like to go into those classes and, and, uh, and, and do class talks 
Uh, we also try to help out when they have drill competitions and meets. Uh, sometimes the recruiters will go out and, uh, and help grade their uniform inspections and, and drill meets. Uh, so that, that connecting file of uh, having a working relationship with those guys is yes. really important to the success of the recruiting station. Oh, okay. So you do quite a bit of outreach, and mm -hmm. you've spoken to those groups quite a bit. Yes. That's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, those are great programs. Oh, absolutely. Our RTC is like, it's such a good deal. Because you get you your can. degree and your commission at the same time. You can't beat it if you go and do it in college. You can't beat and, that. Yeah. And even high school, you know, at the, uh, the ROTC in high school, uh, many people think that, well, if my son or daughter joins ROTC, uh, they have to join the military. It's like, there's that, no commitment. No, no commitment at all. Right. You know, they're just learning to be great Americans and great citizens uh, in that ROTC program. And we like to recruit from that because we're looking for great Americans, great citizens and good people. So. Right. Right. Obviously, it's better. It's best if they do end up joining. But that's mm -hmm. sometimes not that's not the case because life sometimes time. takes a turn or Absolutely. maybe they, they, they decide it's not really something yeah. they want to do for the rest of their lives. Correct. But as I said, those programs are just so great because they, they get both of those things in mm -hmm. one path. Because usually college kids, they're doing one or the other, or, the other. Or, or a young person that's doing one or the other. Mm -hmm. They enlist or they're getting their degree. But ROTC, you get both. Get both. It's, it's a marriage. College, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we even have a scholarship. We have an ROTC scholarship uh, that right. I'm sending to school for free. Right. Um, and, and it's funny you say that because I've enjoyed that part of the Marine Corps, you know, uh, free college while I'm in uh, and still getting the, uh, the other side and, you know, the military. my need of, of the military right. and wanting the challenge. So it's like... Personally, for me, I think it's the best deal in the world. I don't think there's anything better. Yeah, and I see a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. And I, James, I know you have to. Yeah. <laughs> you've been around the world, but yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a really good deal. Yeah, I'm just gonna put that out there because we do have listeners of you know all age ranges, mm -hmm. and yeah, definitely a great path. Yeah, absolutely. So what what do you what is the current state? I know we were talking about local Marine mm -hmm. Corps and then uh, the recruiting station, but what is the current state of the Marine Corps as a whole as you see it? As a whole, the Marine Corps. Yeah, and what um, about the future as well? What we, is the future? Yeah, so current and future current of the Marine Corps yeah, um, as a whole unit. Some of the big uh, initiatives uh, from the Marine Corps as a whole, well, at least one of them, one of the big initiatives right now is uh, talent management. Um, we're trying to retain as much talent as we can uh, because the civilian community and civilian sector, you know, they, they offer jobs and, and they're competitive. So what's, what's happening is we're recruiting these awesome young men and women and they're coming in and they're giving us four years of their lives, you know, serving their country uh, as United States Marines. Well, we want to make sure that we maintain, grow and kind of nurture that talent so they stay in the Marine Corps past four years, you know, 20 years, 24 years, 30 years, whatever the case is. Um, so that, that's our big thing right now is, is retention, is re retention, yeah, keep them, retain that talent, because that's just going to make the Marine Corps uh, an even better and, and more elite organization. Um, so I think that's where we're headed in the future. You know, we, we have all kind of programs uh, and initiatives. Uh, some of it is like our professional military education. Uh, we're huge on that in the Marine Corps, because to maintain and grow talent, you know, you have to continue to challenge those individuals. Right. Uh, and then you have to educate them. And we see training and education as two different things. So we want to train them, we want to educate them, and um, if they do decide to get out and take their talents back to the civilian world, we want to make sure we're returning a better product back to the civilian community than we receive. Uh, and if you think about it, right, that, that overturn of getting people in, um, training them, educating them, uh, and then if they get out, returning them back to society, 
that should make America as a whole a better place. I agree. So, yeah. More productive citizenry. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, they get that training that they don't get mm -hmm. in the civilian world necessarily. Okay. And how is how is the, the recent changes, rapid changes in technology affecting the military? Just it's, like just yeah. like a, a, an umbrella like view. You don't have it's, to go into intricate yeah. details because I know there's some top secret mm -hmm. stuff there too. Yeah. It's quick and it's fast. Right. And the Marines have to, we have to be they adaptive. Adapt. Yeah. We have to be adaptive. You know, so that means that even someone like myself as a sergeant major, um, I can't be set in my ways or yes. this is the way we've always done it, you know, or this is the system that we've always used. Uh, that's why I, I really believe and I'm a huge advocate for adopting uh, the mindset of being what I call an eternal student, always willing to grow, always willing to learn, because as technology comes in uh, at the pace that it's moving, it's increasing our lethalness uh, on the battlefield, right? So right. we're becoming more lethal every single day on the battlefield because of technology. And our young Marines, uh, they're used to this technology. And so we're bringing them in, and as an organization, uh, we're all getting smarter, we're all getting stronger, we're all getting faster. Right, and we're actually using it right now because yeah, with this mm -hmm. technology, the radio yep. station plus social media All to help spread the word of the in. Marine Corps, yeah, yep. and to help promote your, your recruiting yes. so you can increase your numbers. So it all is kind of like boils down to that, yeah, it's, leveraging it's, the technology to improve and get better. Yep. Yeah, but we're grateful to be able to use it in yep. that in that way. That's why I have it. you here. Yeah, I love it, yeah. <laughs> I'm supporting you. <laughs> All right. Uh, in a nutshell, there's probably lots of requirements to join the Marine Corps and standards. But if you could share with some of the the, the big points on uh, on the enlistment side and the officer side, because I know you're very familiar with both. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. Just some general requirements. Yeah. You don't have to mention everything. Uh, general yeah. requirements, you know, uh, I would say uh, overall good health uh, between 17 and, and 28 years old, uh, high school diploma or, or GED. Uh, you have to pass what's called the, uh, the ASVAP test, which is going to test uh, your ability to, to perform certain actions and what you're good at, yep, that, that intellect piece. Um, and being at least decent physical shape. You know, if, if you're lacking in that area, uh, we, we definitely, like I mentioned earlier, uh, have a program to address that need. Um, and just having the heart, you know, the heart and the compassion to want to wanna serve. Um, that's, that's what we're looking for. As far as criminal records, um, there are there is a waiver process, okay. Uh, but we, we we do try to find people um, with no you know no criminal background. Um, not saying that folks can't recover or, or rebound, but you know primarily the folks that we recruit uh, don't have a criminal background. Um, we recently had a change in tattoo policy, so uh, tattoos are tattoos are cool. You know if you got tattoos as long as they're not. Uh, gang related, or affiliated, or, 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 or off of your yeah. your hands and your face and your neck. Uh, for the Marine Corps, you, you're probably going to be okay to join with those tattoos. So. Very interesting. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, because yeah. before they, they that mm -hmm. was a big no-no. Yeah, well, it used to be a big no-no. We had a more stringent policy, uh, right. but the commandant ha has decided that hey, you know what, we should we should open this up. So that's where we're at now. Okay, so you're looking for a clean record, and then it certainly helps them to be in physical shape, good physical yes. shape. Yes. But even if they're not, y'all going to get get them there. We, right? we but it makes it harder for that recruit. It, it does make it harder. Yeah. yeah. They have more of a of, of It's a steeper climb. Challenge. Yeah. Versus yes. if you're already here, you just yes. go up versus mm -hmm. starting from down here, yep. just completely overweight, out of shape. Yeah. Okay. And how do y'all coordinate with other branches locally? Because we have a lot of military personnel here in the greater Houston area from we all really branches. Do. And do you all do a lot of joint, like coordinated efforts in regards to recruiting or other activities? Or so is it, do you all operate independently? It's mostly independently. I mean, because okay. for recruiting purposes, like 
that that's our you're kind of competing oh yeah that that's our competition <laughs> right. you know the, right. the 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 army navy and air force they're yeah. also looking for uh, best. The, the best and brightest that, that houston yeah. has to offer which is a lot you know this is a, a amazingly talented city with some amazing uh young men and women you know um so with that we don't really collaborate uh, with any efforts on the recruiting side um we do come together for certain events whether it's like a veterans day event uh, maybe someone's asking for a color guard, and so we may do a joint, um, okay. a joint service color guard and things like that. Uh, but far as recruiting specific, um, not really. Um, what I will say though is that we, we have a good working relationship. So most recruiting offices, you're not likely to find a standalone Marine Corps office or a standalone Army office. Uh, you stand, side yep, they're all side by that. side, right? So it's like. Okay. Uh, when young men and women come up, a lot of times they're just shopping around. It's like, well, I'm going to visit the Army and then the Navy and then the Air Force and then the Marine Corps, and then I'm going to make my decision. So we, we You got to pull them into the Marines, right? Yeah, got to pull them in. I'm like, come on in. Come on. I got some challenge for you. <laughs> no, even if myself, if I have any, if I know any kids that want to join, I'm sending them over straight to you. Much appreciated. So be ready. Yeah. So another big thing right now is the transition, because I know you you plan on doing that here in the new future because you've mm -hmm. been over 20 years. What does the transition from military life to civilian like look like? And what are, do you, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. So I have a lot of mentors uh, who have already made that transition. Uh, so I'm constantly picking their brain like, right. you know, uh, what can you tell me? How, how do I prepare myself? And what I've noticed is that a lot of soft skills uh, that we have as Marines are absolutely transferable into the civilian sector. Um, I think the hardest part is trying to quantify those skills. Like, how do I actually quantify uh, leadership on a resume or the ability to build a team or, or work through problems or conflict mitigation? I think that's our hardest part is trying to get civilians to understand uh, that we speak a different language in the military um, but when we break down you know what that language is uh, is actually really really similar uh, to what they're looking for uh, there's tons of great programs and initiatives though uh, that help us out one of the requirements before leaving the military and this is for all branches is something called TRS it's the transitional readiness seminar um, and during this they go through resume building uh, interviewing LinkedIn, uh, it's a whole list of resources also that you now have access to. Um, there are a lot of programs to, to help veterans transition uh, from the military and from the Marine Corps specifically. And because we say once a Marine, always a Marine, um, one of the best things to do is link up uh, with former Marines that have made that transition, you know, and, and pick those guys' brain, uh, you know, use them as mentors. So. Okay, but as you said, the resources are there, they so are. they need to yes. seek those out because nothing's just going to be handed no, to them. Nothing yeah. is going to, you know, resources are not going to just fall just give it to you. Yeah. into your lap, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's a mindset that we're accustomed to as Marines. Like, oh right, yeah, You're I'm going to, to get it. You know, yeah. I want to be successful. I'm not going to let anything stop me. So I need to reach out um, and, and, and close with on those resources uh, that are going to make me successful. And then in turn, reach back and let Marines that are transitioning behind me, uh, let them know what they should be doing, whether it's education, whatever it is, uh, to allow them a successful and smooth transition. Right. Yeah. I like that go-getter mentality. 
I think actually every person I interview on my show is a go-getter. Yeah. Because I'm a go-getter. Yeah. Absolutely. So we understand yeah, each other. Speaking the same language. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No doubt. The the people that aren't, it's just that it's a different kind of mindset. It, it really is. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Even how I met you. Mm-hmm. I went out there and shook your hand. I was like, hey, my name's Jimmy Kim. <laughs> <laughs> it was at a military ceremony. It was. It was. So I, I get out there and I, yeah, it's, it's meeting people. But I was out there to... It was, it was a 9-11 commemoration it was. ceremony. It was. Yeah, because I actually care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we, I have passion for that as a civilian as well. Yes. But at the same time, the benefit is meeting extraordinary people when you go to that event like yourself, uh, Major Boston, and all the other dignitaries that were there. Because there were several mil- military officers there. Yeah. Tremendous group. Yeah. It was a good time. It was a good time. Oh, it was you a great know, time. To yeah. honor, honor the sacrifice of, of so many. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Usually when there's some big military ceremony in town, you'll see me there. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw you at City Hall too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, there goes Jimmy again. Yeah, I'm here. I'm place. here. Yeah. But like I said, it's out of, out of passion because we need to show that recognition that these people deserve for the sacrifices that they make. Yes. And sometimes it's not recognized as much as I think it should be in society. Because one day of Veterans Day, I don't think it's enough. Yeah. Every day is Veterans Day, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one day out of 365 days a year, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and you're dodging bullets through yeah, sandstorms. Right. <laughs> like, really? So what is the next chapter of life for Sergeant Major Cabarrus hmm. after the military? Yeah, you discussed with me a little bit about your plans. Uh, if you if you feel comfortable oh, sharing yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, what is no, it, no what do you want to do after with all this skill all the training you have, the skills and everything you've been through? So one of my passions is to start a nonprofit. Um I am a huge outdoor person. I love hunting, I love fishing, camping. I just love being outside in general. And I was introduced to that lifestyle uh, as a young young boy back in Georgia uh, by my grandfather. He's the one that you know got my first fishing pole and we would fish and hunt all the time. Uh, what I noticed was that gave me uh, a coping mechanism. It gave me something constructive to do besides sit around and, and find ways to get in trouble. Uh, right. So if I had to attribute one thing, you know, in my youth that kept me out of trouble, it would be that I had something else to do. And when I look at a city the size of Houston, um, what I would love to do is to link up with with young men and women that are at risk or or just not uh, don't have the ability to get outside the way I did growing up. And the nonprofit would surround taking those young men and women uh, and taking them out to a farm or, or out to the country uh, and giving them a chance to see that there are other things uh, to do in life, uh, you know, kind of a, a coping mechanism or an anti-drug. So uh, that's one initiative that I, that I definitely want to pursue uh, post-military. And I'm always fascinated about public, uh, public service, public good. Uh, so even though I'm not 100% sure what I'll do next, what I do know is that it's going to involve helping somebody else. Okay, so mentorship. That's what mentorship, it sounds like. You, coaching, it sounds like you want to do a lot yeah, of that. I yeah. want to do it, it sounds like you're very passionate about it, too. I am. So, I, am. Okay. I, I see that as, as very uh, fulfilling. You know? okay. uh, when, when God decides that <clears throat> my time on this earth is done, um, I, I want them to, to, to know James as somebody that was always willing to, to reach back uh, and help and, and you know, do whatever he could to, to see everybody else be great. Yeah, the world would be a better place than when, where you left it, right? Absolutely. That's that's what it sounds like. That's, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm on the same page once again. <laughs> Great minds think alike, yeah, right? They do, they yeah. do. Because somebody that doesn't think like that, it's hard to share that kind of, uh, that kind of like 
plan. It really it's, is. It, it, it won't make, won't understand. It won't make sense. Like, what do you want to do? Won't make like, sense really? Yeah. Or you might get shot down. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, yeah, do it. Um, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're here yeah. right now. We're on live radio in one of the biggest cities in, in, in the country. Uh, let's also discuss, since you did talk about you want to bring some of those kids out of that environment mm -hmm. and atmosphere that, that they're in, and sometimes they get trapped there. They yeah. don't see anything else. They get stuck in that neighborhood where they grew up, and it's not necessarily the best environment to be cultivated uh, for success because mm -hmm. maybe they don't, have, they don't have the right mentors, and they just, unfortunately, they stay stuck there. So it sounds like you want to change that environment for them and just yes. kind of pull some kids out. But they have to, have, they have to want it to do it at the same time, right? It. You're correct. Yeah. Absolutely so how— correct. What, are your, what would you say, how important is that environment that you're surrounding yourself in, like, on a daily basis? I think environment and, and atmosphere. And people. And people. Yeah, how important is that? It, it's absolutely huge. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's, it's hard to, um, especially for younger people, it's hard for them to imagine themselves outside of a situation that they're currently in. Right. So if, if I'm in a group or, or a setting or an environment where I see the same things every single day, regardless of what it, what, what it is. And if I see negativity and bad decisions being made over and over again, um, I'm a lot more likely to make those bad decisions. Right. I mean, you know, data proves it. Um, I read something that said uh, kids that have parents with college degrees are 10 times more likely uh, to earn a college degree themselves. You know, so I think environment is absolutely huge. I think it's important and you can never discount um, of how important it is. And so if we have a chance to take someone and show them a different world, um, hopefully they'll they'll remember that and they'll kind of, you know, make steps and take steps and, and, and gravitate uh, gravitate towards that. But the environment is huge. Yes, um, I absolutely it, agree it with that. It's absolutely huge. And military is a good option for those kids. It, it is. To just completely get out, get out of that comfort zone, meet entirely new people, new, people, new places. New people, travel. Right. Um, see uh, somebody else's way of doing things, yes. uh, a, a different culture. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in, in, uh, in, in Korea. I lived in South Korea for a year. Uh, been to... Um, you said you had oh, kimchi. Yeah, I loved it. Love man. kimchi. Absolutely loved it. It's spicy, though. Yeah, it, was yeah, okay? yeah it is. It is. It is. You're right? okay with the spicy? the sinuses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. That's um, why you're so healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually one of the, the healthiest foods in the world. Did yes, you know that? I did. Yeah. I did. It's yeah. fermented cabbage mm -hmm. with a lot of good, good stuff in it. I, yeah. I love kimchi myself. And that's why people, you know, a lot of South Koreans, they live to be like a thousand years old. It's like, <laughs> I hope I do. Ah, James, yeah, right? I hope I <laughs> so, so, yeah, Jimmy, uh, getting out and, you know, with the Marine Corps giving me a chance to explore uh, different communities, not only in the U.S., but uh, e even abroad as well, it's really giving me... A greater appreciation and it's opened up my uh, my perspective on just how big the world is that's hard for me to see if i've never left uh the same neighborhood that i grew up in like my perspective it, it can't be what it is right now uh unless i'm exposed to that and so the marine corps exposes uh young men and women to that and what i one thing i really love about the marine corps is it's kind of a melting pot right and so maybe everyone that i grew up with looks like me, talks like me, walks like me, thinks like me. Right. When I joined the Marine Corps, it, it is a melting pot of different kinds of people from all over the country. And uh, you learn a lot about yourself and your ability to adapt and be personal and, and get along with others um, during that whole process. So all life skills, all life skills that, that are definitely beneficial. 
Right. So all colors, all, all ethnicities, colors, ethnicities, all religions, religion, all political affiliations, everything, every type of personality is there. It is there. Yeah, I bet you've seen a lot yeah. of that. And you got to get you got to get along. Got to. Or you get killed. Because the, the mission depends on it. Right. Like yeah, that's incredible. To be, to be a cohesive team, the mission depends on that. Right. And so we really have to, to set aside all, all the differences. Yeah. All no the, time for that. Set them aside. No time yeah, for Because you have to execute. Right there. Yeah. Right or everybody's going to get killed. Yep. Yeah, that, that's very incredible. Yeah, they, sometimes people won't get that exposure if they're, right. they're always they hanging out with that. people they're comfortable with. Exactly. Because yeah. exactly. I do that out here in the real world. James, mm -hmm. you know I get around. So. Get around. I'm always hanging out with people outside of people that look like me or yep. that talk like me it or, or other things. It, it does, you know? and it's incredible. I yeah. read something the other day. I was talking about uh, one of the most dangerous things for a company is groupthink. And so when a company doesn't have uh, diversity or equity or inclusion and everybody's the same uh, it's hard to get diversity of thought and we don't have that you get groupthink everybody's nodding and shaking yes well the problem with that is is it is then hard to uh, to, to bring in any kind of innovation into that company because everybody thinks alike right but when you bring in different kinds of people uh, you combat that groupthink mentality and now the company grows they get more revenue uh, so I, I've certainly seen uh, the benefits of having different folks from different parts of the country with different beliefs all come together for a common goal. Yeah, yeah that's very, that's, it, you can, I can have said it better, actually. Yeah, you need people to call you out or yes. call other people out when they're wrong. Yep. And th that might be hard in a situation where you're maybe with a, a commission officer that's mm -hmm. a higher rank, but you got to call them out if something's wrong, yeah. if the mission depends on it. Like, you got to call a spade a spade. Yeah, Probably. yeah, yeah, that's, that's very interesting. All right. As we get closer to wrapping up here, James, is there anything else that you wanted to discuss about just yeah your journey, your life, or Marine Corps? Yeah. I, I would say it's been to. a it's been a fascinating ride. Yeah. Like it really, really has. Yeah. And, and you're only forty. Forty years yeah, old. You're yeah. very young. <laughs> <laughs> and the time is has flown by just like that. Um, it, it really has whipped by. Uh, it does not seem like I've been doing this. Twenty one. Uh, this summer will be twenty two years uh, in the Marine Corps. Uh, I'm, I'm truly grateful, man, for everything that this organization has allowed me to become. Uh, everything that this, all the benefits uh, that this organization has given me. I'll say that the Marine Corps, uh, as an organization, has given me more uh, than I could ever repay it back. Um, so as I take my, my downhill journey now uh, towards retirement, right, I have more, uh, I, I like to say that I have more yesterdays in the Marine Corps uh, than mm -hmm. I do tomorrow's. Uh, so my goal now is just to, to try to mentor uh, and mold as many Marines as possible and just continue to tell and, and preach the gospel of the core uh, that we're an organization that is all about building people up, um, offering people challenge, uh, you know, overcoming adversity. Uh, these are all things um, that we, we hold as, as near and dear to our heart as Marines. So it's yeah, that, been good. Yeah, the, uh, that future project you have in mind, I'm actually... I may be interested in actually helping you with that. Okay. Because it sounds like fun. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it excites me. It, yeah. it really does. Because I noticed for some weird reason when I talk to kids, they actually listen to me. And they don't yeah. even listen to their own parents. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I have this, this special, I guess, yeah. superhero power. Yeah. <laughs> so we I got to put Jimmy's. it to use. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they listen to you too. If you're talking and they're listening, like you're, uh, you're essentially planting seeds, you know, and Absolutely. For some of us, it's our job to plant. Some right. of us, it's our job to water. Some of us, it's our job to, to, uh, to, to put sunlight on that. And that's why I believe in the concept of it. It takes a, it takes a village, you know, 
we all have different parts um, in, in that process, but if everybody does their part and contributes, um, those little trees are going to grow up to be big trees, um, which, you know, is which big trees that are out in the community doing good things, uh, spreading positivity, and uh, just, you know, making the community a better place. Yes, absolutely. So to anybody out there that's uh, listening on radio, watching on social media, uh, how can they get in touch with your, your department to if, if there's somebody that wants to join? What's okay. the best way to do that? I would say the best way is good old-fashioned Google. So get into that search engine and type in USMC near me or Marine Corps Recruiting Station near me, and you're going to have about 15 stations pop up. Um, and depending on where you live at, you know, if you joined, uh, you would be assigned a certain station. Uh, find that station, give them a call, and Marines will answer that call. You know, they'll, they'll get in contact with you. Uh, they're going to go over some basic screening questions to make sure that you qualify, and uh, let's start that journey. Nice. Okay. So they pretty much just show up. Show up. Okay. Show up. Nice. All right. So All remember. All to bring is heart. If you bring heart, we'll bring everything else. But you got to bring heart, effort, and determination. Yeah. Everything else, we'll train you. Love it, love it. So if they like what they hear from you, they can even seek out yourself, uh, yes, Sergeant Major Cabarrus. They can. Yeah, yep. they can go talk to you. Because I know a lot of the, the audience, they, they probably like a lot of the things you said today. And they're like, hey, he's my guy. I want to talk to him. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, good. All right, uh, the last thing I always do this, uh, Sergeant Major Cabarrus, is three tips for success in the Marine Corps to be successful. To be successful, three yeah. tips. To be in the Marine Corps. To be in the Marine Corps. Yeah, I would your say top three. Top three? Yeah. I would say one, hold yourself, hold yourself um, accountable, right? Uh, if you're in the Marines, uh, there's a certain set of standards and, and, and rules uh, that we live by. Uh, be honest with yourself. Hold yourself accountable if you ever feel like you're falling, falling short of, uh, of those rules, right? So I would say accountability is absolutely huge. Um, the second thing that I would say is to always be, especially if you're in a, a leadership position, always be available. Right. Uh, young Marines that are that are coming in behind you, uh, they need you. They need your leadership. They need your guidance. They need your mentorship. So always be available. You know, we, we're Marines 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, there is no off day, you know, until you hang up the uniform. So be accountable, be available. And the last thing I'll say, Jimmy, um, is if I had to give uh, Marines, you know, a, a tip uh, for success is never stop. That's it. As simple as it sounds, never stop. Um, adversity will absolutely come. If anybody ever tells you that, you know, they're going to live a life uh, free of adversity, run. Because it's a complete lie. All right? Life will punch you in the face sometimes. And that's going to happen. Adversity is going to come. And it's how you deal with that adversity when it does come, uh, which will set you apart from everybody else. You know, uh, it, it's easy to kind of get uh, knocked down uh, by, by life and, and stay there. That, that's the easy solution. Uh, but I want, what I'll encourage you to do is to dust yourself off, get back up, and keep fighting. Keep attacking. Like, life is a journey. Like, don't focus solely on the uh, destination, but enjoy the journey. Uh, enjoy overcoming uh, adversity. And what happens is you're going to create a, a culture uh, within yourself of winning and overcoming adversity. And now it becomes familiar. And then you're a welcome challenge. 
All right, that that does it for today. Sergeant Major Cabrera, salute. Thanks for coming on the show, especially on this Martin Luther King holiday. You're Thanks even here, you're here working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then when you said availability, yeah, you're yeah. right. You practice yeah. what you yeah. preach for Gotta sure. Get it. And to the audience, uh, thank you so much for watching the show today. It will be back next week, 12 to 1. Have a fantastic holiday. Enjoy it. Bye.